was six feet underground inside my bed. And all the little letters in my head were spelling suicide, but not by choice. Was calling out for help, but heard no noise, no noise. Only the sound of my back breaking. But ever since you and your arms saved me, I don't hold the. Hello, this is Brian Quick, and first and foremost, I want to thank you for listening to the Brian Quick Experience podcast. Guys, there is still time to enter for the $100 gift card of your choice by subscribing to the podcast, rating it, and then leaving a review. Don't forget, the more people you recommend, the more chances you will have to win the $100. Thank you so much for everyone who has already subscribed, rated, and reviewed the podcast. I love your feedback, and I'm honored by what relationship you have built with me already through this podcast. Now, get comfortable, relax. And I hope you enjoy this hour of the Brian Quick Experience Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Brian Quick Experience podcast today. I would be honored and blessed if you guys would rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It would mean so much to me to have you join me in the movement of the Brian Quick Experience podcast. Now, every podcast episode that you're going to hear in the future, and that you've already heard in the first episode, is I like to start out each podcast episode with... A fun fact, whether it is relevant to the topic of the day or not, it's just something to get us focused, something to get our minds kind of rolling, and something to just kind of catch our attention. So the fun fact of the day is, are you out of AA batteries? If you are out of AA batteries, don't fret. Try using a AAA battery and fill the gap on the positive side with a small ball of tinfoil. Try using a AAA battery and fill the gap on the positive side with a small ball of tinfoil. Pretty interesting, huh? I know all the time. That's one thing that we always mess up on and lose in our household is, is batteries. You know, a controller will go dead. We're like, oh my goodness, where's the batteries at? You know, we end up having to take the batteries out of another controller until we go to the store and get new batteries. It's always a mess. So I might try that next time that happens, and I know it will. But now to the topic. Today, I'm going to be talking about the basics of finances and finding a solid foundation. Whether you're whether you are a business or a business for your personal household or whatever, guys, always start with the basics. Always start with the basics. Now if you have ever made a mistake with money, 
guess what? That's okay. You're not alone. Because so have I. I have never met anyone who has been perfect with their money. So if you are like everyone else, which you are, when it comes to finances, we've all made mistakes at one time in our life financially. Whether you are better now or still in the process, that does not make you a bad person. Let me repeat that. If you are like everyone else, then you are not a bad person. Making a financial mistake does not make you a bad person, okay? Majority of people are simply ignorant, are simply ignorant of what money is and how to handle it. Now, let me clarify something. I know you're probably thinking, so you're calling me ignorant, and you realize that you're calling yourself ignorant. Guys, and before you decide to stop listening to this podcast and unsubscribe, let me just say this. Ignorance is not a sign of lack of intelligence. It is simply a lack of knowledge on a particular subject. Ignorance is not a lack of intelligence, okay? I'm not saying you're not intelligent. I'm not saying I'm unintelligent. I would like to think I'm pretty intelligent. But it is a lack of knowledge on a particular subject. We need to study that subject to gain knowledge if we want to be intelligent in that subject. So let me give you an example. Okay, I, um, I have my driver's license. I'm 26 years old. I'm a healthy person and I understand the English language. I can read books. Um, I drive a vehicle. Like I said earlier, I have my license, 26. Um, I graduated high school. I am the age of getting a license to drive a plane. But I don't have a license to fly a plane. I don't have the education from a school to fly a plane. Nor do I have enrolled to get my license to fly a plane. You have to take courses on the ground and understand flying regulations, aerodynamics, radio communications, navigation, and so much more. Then it's the air courses you have to go to next, I believe. Um, flying with your instructor for a certain amount of hours. Flying solo for a certain amount of hours. Now, once you've accomplished all that, you have to pass a written test and then take a flight test. <laughs> Let me say this. You do not want me flying the plane that you're in. You do not want me flying the plane that you're going to be in. Why? Because honestly, I'm ignorant in that subject. But that does not make me unintelligent. You don't want me flying that plane. Let me tell you, I wouldn't even be able to get it off the ground so you wouldn't have to worry about anything. I wouldn't even know how to crank it or start it. So many buttons I've seen in the cockpit before. There's so many technical things that you have to know to fly a plane that I have no idea. I am ignorant to all that. But I'm not unintelligent. Okay, so I'm going to move to a little bit of a touchy subject. And I want to make it clear. I am in no way insulting our teachers or anyone in the education system. My wife is a teacher. She's a great teacher, a phenomenal teacher. She teaches math and she does her best. And you know what? I've never spoken to a kid 
outside of the school or even in the school and had them say something negative about her. She is a phenomenal teacher and that is her calling. That is what she is to do is teach. But let me say this. I think the education system has missed some points. I think the education system has some gaps. I think it needs a little bit of an upgrade. The one problem I have with the education system is that they are not taught the basic principles of financial management and decision making for families as you get older. See, in my opinion, kids are going out into the world knowing how to dissect a frog in science class, but have no knowledge on how to manage a checkbook or to create a budget. I mean, I'm not saying they don't have classes there. You can take those classes, but they're electives. They're a choice. They're an option. They're not even a requirement. I'm not saying all schools are like this, but the schools that I know of, this is how it is. We come out of high school and even college and have no knowledge of what a lease is, but we sign one anyways. We have no knowledge of cars and financing, but we sign that loan anyways. We have no knowledge of the implications of credit cards, but we get approved and as soon as we get approved, we automatically go and use them. We don't know any of the rule, any of the rules of buying a house or something as in like the 78s or repayment penalties. So we finance furniture, televisions, etc. Needless to say, guys, if we want to learn about the basics of finances, we have to invest it in ourselves. Just like I spoke on the first episode, growth, investing in yourself, and this is a big part of it. We have to read, we have to listen to podcasts, watch documentaries, um, go on social media. Guys, social media is a great outlet to learn some of the basics from great financial leaders such as Warren Buffett, Sir Richard Branson, Chris Brown, Dave Ramsey, Bill Gates, and many more. In fact, I wanna, I wanna read you a little topic of tips from Warren Buffett that I saw just on my social media website the other day on my Instagram. He says, on earnings, Never depend on a single income. Make investments to create a second source. On earnings, never depend on a single income. Make investments to create a second source. On the topic of spending, he says, if you buy things you don't need, you'll soon have to sell the things that you do need. If you buy things you do not need, Soon you will have to sell things you need. On savings, he says, do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. On savings, do not save what is left after speaking, excuse me, after spending, but spend what is left after saving. His topic on taking risk. Never test the depth of the river with both feet. Mm. On investments, he says, do not put all eggs in one basket. Guys, you got to diversify. Do not put all eggs in one basket. And then on expectation, he says, honesty is very expensive gift. Do not expect it from cheap people. Honesty is very expensive gift. 
Do not expect it from cheap people. Guys, I got that right off Instagram. Social media is a great outlet to learn and invest and, and be able to grow and learn what it is to have the knowledge of finances, just the basics. I read that it takes a couple without knowledge of money about five years to feel caged by money if they have no savings. Five years. Okay? Which brings me to my next topic that I'm going to morph into about how money has two properties, guys. Money has two properties. One, money is very active. Okay? It's active. It's active. It's active. It's always going. And then two, money is immoral, meaning it has no moral value, meaning has no moral value whatsoever. So I want to begin by talking about number one, and that money is very active. Guys, money is very active. I'm going to repeat that. Money is very active. I think we can all agree that money is active. Just some examples are simply time, uh, interest rates, amounts, cash flows, inflation. There's so many resources out there. And just so you know, if you are not experiencing any of these, okay, if you feel like they are irrelevant, they are still happening. Okay, for example, let's, let's look at this. If you stuck your money in a jar, stuck your money in a jar for seven years, would it buy as much when you took it out seven years later? If you stuck your money in a jar for seven years, and then seven years later you opened it up and took the money out, would it buy you as much? Honestly, absolutely not. The flow of the mathematical process is always affecting our money. Money is like your pet dog, guys, if you like dogs. We don't have a dog, but if you have a dog, money is like that dog. It can bring you so much joy and fun to your life and you know, just satisfaction and just warmth. But unless that dog is trained when young, Guys, it's going to be out of control and dangerous when it grows up. You must gain control over your money, or the lack of it will forever control you. You don't want to be controlled by money, trust me. That's where a lot of us are these days, is controlled by money. We are controlled by it. We need to be controlling the money. So next, I want to talk about how money is immoral. It has no moral value, guys. Money has no moral value. Money has no morals. It isn't good, nor is it evil. 1 Timothy 6.10 says, The love of money causes all kinds of evil. You hear that? The love of money causes all kinds of evil. Not money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say money itself is the root of all evil at all. It doesn't. Money itself has no more moral value than the kitchen countertop in my kitchen. Okay? So if you're classified as poor, if you're classified as poor, that doesn't make you a good spiritual person or leader. Guys, it's not, uh, it's not a great thing. It's not a, it doesn't make you even any more spiritual to be broke and, and, and suffering because you're giving all your money away. That doesn't make you any greater of a person. 
Neither does it mean that you are bad, though. Okay, it doesn't mean that you are bad. But it doesn't mean that you're good either. Now, on the other hand, having wealth doesn't mean that you are inherently good or spiritually superior. Okay, because you have worked hard and been faithful and you have all this stuff, that doesn't necessarily make you superior spiritually. Okay, but neither does it make you a crook or a bad person. Guys, I have to confess something, and this, this bothers me. I hate, like, I can't stand it, when people question the validity of some of these pastors, evangelists, etc., who live in a really nice house, or drive a nice car, or go on a nice vacation. So what? Just because they have that doesn't mean they are a false prophet or some scam artist using people. God can bless a preacher just as he can bless a CEO of a company. Why can't somebody who is called to be a CEO of a company, who is a Christian, have that kind of stuff, quote-unquote stuff, but someone who is called to preach can't? Why? It, they're, not, they're, no, they're no different. Okay, They're both doing what God's called them to do. You see, we as people decide who we are and how we act with our money. And how we act with our money will show whether we are good or not. Having quote-unquote stuff does not mean that you are a better of a person than others. Okay, it really comes down to the better that we are at manipulating our money, the better we will have control. The better that we are at manipulating our money, the better we will have control. Guys, some of these people have really nice cars and houses because they've been smart with their money when they were young. You see when they were young. Start now. But if you're, you know what, if you're classified by age, by not young, that's okay. It's never too late to start being intentional with your money. It's never too late to start being active with your money. It's never too late to start planning a plan and, and making a plan and being intentional with saving and paying off debt and building a 401k and for retirement. Let me tell you this, you can't be a now person with money, only in the now. I only think about the now with my money. I only think about tomorrow or today with my money. Guys, you have to be a future money spender. It's all about the future with your money. Plan ahead because you don't want to be 70, 80, 90 years old and have to work and, and, and have to go out and find ways to make money or stress about money. You don't want to have to do that. Okay, you can't. Let me give you a little bit of a realization here. When you retire, if you want to live, now this might this number may sound big to some, and that's fine. And this number may sound very little to others. But if you want to live on a $50,000 median household, you and your husband as a family, together, you guys want to live for $50,000 every year. Strictly that. No more, no less. $50,000 for 20 years. You will need to have saved a little over $1 million in your savings. $1 million to be able to live simply off, off of $50,000 a year for 20 years when you retire. That'll put you from 65 to 85. Do you have it in a 401k, in a Roth IRA, in a mutual fund, in investments? 
Guys, if not, get started. Don't wake up when you're 64 and be like, oh my word, what have I done? Start now. Be intentional. Start with the basics. Learn. Read books. Do whatever you have to do to invest in yourself about learning about the basics of money. I will be doing future topics about money and how to start saving and some ways that you can get around that and to, to, to help you start. Because sometimes, you know, we don't make enough money in our day to be able to start saving. We don't have enough money to even start paying off debt. I get it. But I can show you some ways to, to just start taking that first step. Thank you so much for listening in with me on the Brian Quick Experience podcast today. If you want to contact me, you can email me through my website. That's brianquick.net. That's www.brianquick.net. Guys, follow me on Instagram at thebrianquick, and my Twitter handle is brian underscore quick 111. Hey, if you're a business or a church and want to see growth in your company or the company you work for, please contact me through my website at brianquick.net. I would love to come and serve you and your employees. If you're wanting to get on the right financial track and you're just not sure where to start, again, contact me through my website. That's www.brianquick.net. I would love to help you achieve financial freedom and live a life you have always dreamt of. Just remember, you're not alone in this thing called life. I want to leave you today with some encouraging words. So guys, I want you to dream because dreams are valuable commodities. They propel us forward. They give us energy. They make us enthusiastic. Everyone ought to have a dream. So to all my listeners, start dreaming.